It's Spooky Saturday. Saturday is my favorite day of the week. You have toiled, suffered, struggled all week long, and now you're here to get the chills, thrills, and everything in between, from pop culture cryptids to history. I'm your local ghost host with the most, Devin Ray. Now, let's get spooky, shall we? It's Spooky Saturday! And more than that, it's the day that we're celebrating my birthday because my birthday is on a Thursday. Hi, hello, it's me, Devin Ray, your ghost host of the most, bringing you the chills and thrills every single Saturday. And I am joined as sometimes by my best friend and uh, flatmate, Scott Keel. How are you doing, Scott Keel? I'm good. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are we doing this whole episode with British accents? I don't know. Because this isn't... She she called an audible on this one. I did not know this was happening until about 10 seconds ago. So... Here's the thing with me. I'm a chaos demon. Chaos demon. Chaos demon. Hello. Hello. Oh, why the accents, though? Um, so for this spooky Saturday, we watched Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Why did we watch Shaun of the Dead? Why did we watch? Because, well, you know. What? I don't know. It's your favourite movie. It's my favourite movie. Not just favourite horror movie. No, of all time. Favourite movie. It's been my favourite movie for about near 20 years. I don't know how to reconcile a Texan twang with a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop. We, yeah. we, go, we can we'll stop. <laughs> I think they're doing a whole episode. <laughs> Without having any idea that that's what was going to happen as a tall order. <laughs> I didn't even settle on a, on a, uh, an, accent. A, an accent. I was just like, vague, vaguely UK, would you like to go on a tour through the UK with me? Woo. Liverpool. Um, but yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about Shaun of the Dead. Slice of fried gold. Slice of fried gold. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. There's gonna be a lot of echo. I in this yeah. Episode. I apologize <laughs> if you don't want to. If you if this is not your cup of tea, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and skip it. Uh, Kitwaku will be back maybe this next is, week. Yeah, this is not Kitwaku. This is definitely a for funsies. That's Devin's favorite things because it's my it's my birthday. birthday. It's your birthday. Yes, when we're celebrating my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, um, that's, that's it. You get one one line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Shaun of the Dead. Um, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Two thousand four. Two. 19 years. 19 years. 19 years. I feel like we have to do like a showing next year. We do. We so have 20 to. years. Someone's got to be doing it. We should just go. Okay. Well, okay. Yes. We, we, when the, the Brew View? Maybe. Here's what I was going to say about that. The Brew View usually does show this because do you know who shares my birth date? I do. Nick Frost. Yeah. Star of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, we said happy birthday to Nick Frost a few years ago. Yeah, we did. We via, did. Via video chat in the Bruin View with yeah. a very large audience. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I hope they do it again. Me too. Um, yeah, I've, I I think I saw this movie for the first time in theaters when it came out, obviously. And then I was like, there's no going back. There's, It's never going to get better than this for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, I did not see this in theaters. I saw this probably... <clears throat> Frog in my throat. Um, I saw this, you know, late at night on like HBO or Cinemax or you know something like that back when TV was actually a thing mm-hmm. and people had like cable and satellite and shit. Um, and 
This movie is fan fucking tastic. It's it's ten out of ten. I um I went to go see it in theater because it, it came out in September here uh, in two thousand four. It came out March twenty ninth in London in two thousand four. Mm. Um, happy birthday to me. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I've told this story before when we did our Dawn of the Dead episode, but I went to a George Romero film festival. Yes. And at that film festival, he was like, you know, he talked shit about 28 Days Later and all kinds of things. But he was like, there's two British boys who are putting together a movie that I think you should go see. It's called Shaun of the Dead. So when it came out, I was like, oh, uh, well, I got to go. Romero said I should go see it. <laughs> George Romero said I should see it. So I want to go see it. And then I, Edgar Wright is one of the best directors of all time. I think, yes, a hard agree. But one of the things that makes this movie truly wonderful is, like, you can know nothing about horror or zombies mm-hmm. or filmmaking, and this movie is great. You will have but a good time. But it's one of those movies that the more you know... The more the, fun you have? The better it gets. Yeah. Like... It's still it. This last time we watched it was probably one of the best experiences I had watching it. Just in terms of like, I understood even more things. You did. You've watched so much more now. Yeah, but it's like it's just like uh, even just from like understanding film genre, not mm-hmm. just horror genre. But we you know we were talking about it like, um, everything is shot like it's an action movie. It's yeah. not an action movie. No. And the things that are happening are not action things. They are things like pouring a beer. Brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth. Throwing flowers in a trash can. But getting on a bus. Getting on a bus. But we're going to shoot it and edit it and cut it and do all the sound stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's the most intense shit you've ever experienced. And that's not even the vibe of the movie. That's what's so funny about it. It's just brilliant. It really is. It's brilliant. It really is. It it had a budget of $6.1 million, mm-hmm. and it made $30 million in the box office. Wow. Which seems... Really low. Really low. But then... The, the, it caught on. Yeah, the DVD. Yeah. I think I think cable, like you're saying, definitely yeah. helped it. That's an... I think that's that's one of the things I feel bad about losing the... the uh, <clears throat> widespreadness of cable i I think we've talked about this that because we so for the youths out there who didn't have this experience Mm -hmm. the youths who grew up with streaming uh you have everything Mm -hmm. at your fingertips Mm -hmm. you have access to everything Mm -hmm. and when we were growing up you either went out and bought it on dvd saw it in theaters, Mm -hmm. rented it at, like, a Blockbuster or your local video store, Mm -hmm. or you waited for it to come on TV. Yeah. And it was only on TV for a very... Like, you think streaming, sometimes you'll be pissed when, like, movies or whatever go on streaming for a limited time. It's nothing compared to when movies would go on, like... Cinemax would purchase the rights to a movie or HBO or Showtime or whatever would purchase the rights and they'd have it for like two weeks. Yeah. And they'd show it like 12 times within those two weeks. 
but that's all you got. Mm-hmm. And then it was gone. And you would never know if it went it when or if it would be back. Right. And that's and like And that's that's even that's even being generous with cable when we had digital cable and guides yeah, that like you could yeah. access at any point. Yeah. Not I'm, flipping through channels. Not going to like for me, it was Channel 7 was the scrolling the, guide. The TV guide network. That you had to, yeah. like, sit there and watch and for, like, wait for the thing five to minutes. show up. You couldn't, like, flip through. And you can't scroll over unless nope. you had a TV guide yep. book, a physical book, and you could go, okay, at 8 p.m. On Wednesday. On Wednesday, they're going to show Adam's Family Values. Yep. So I have to be home at 8, 8 p.m. On, on Wednesday. Or set my VCR to, to record. record. Illegally. Um... <laughs> No, but and, and my point with all of that is like they're 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 from that stemmed this true appreciation for the things that you did get to watch. Mm-hmm. And there was just this inherent need to at least for me, to pay attention and really absorb what I was watching because it was ephemeral. Mm-hmm. It was not something that I could come back to. I had to <clears throat> I had to take advantage of the opportunity that was available to me in that moment Mm -hmm. or plan for that moment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I could pause it and come back or turn it off and turn it on later. Like if you were recording it, you had a little bit more leeway. Yeah. Uh, But even then it was like, I'm thinking about renting things from Blockbuster and that like two days you have two days. And so you watch that movie 13, 15 times. And that was the other thing is when you, when you purchase a lot of people, I was a weird guy who bought a fuck ton of DVDs, but also I as well. But before that I had a very small collection. I had, you know, like a couple dozen DVDs and that's what I watched. And I watched them all the time. So there were movies that I just, I, I don't know the last time that I watched a movie like over and over again. Yeah. Back to back to like, I don't know the last time that I watched the same movie three days in a row. Mm. You know what I mean? Even th- just three days in a row. Whereas when I was in high school, I watched the same movie like 12 times mm-hmm. in a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I, I could watch a movie twice a day. Yeah. Like, and I, that's just not, I'm guilty of it too. I'm not saying that like, I I'm, I'm accustomed to that. So that's how I watch things. I don't anymore because. Well, you kind of do. You like myself, it's not, movies it's anymore it's tv shows yeah i do watch tv shows a lot yeah yeah it's it, that you're right you're right long form and television. even even i think even worse than movies tv show with cable sorry that this is what this We've is totally diverse don't i don't care i don't care i don't care it's important and i like to talk about it um <laughs> uh tv shows really used to disappear oh 100 percent. if you missed it on the day it premiered yeah good luck you have to wait good at luck. least a week for the episode before, like, and it would show the episode before sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And once it was, like, done for the season, like, once the finale aired, you don't know the next time that that TV show is going to be back on cable. Right. Like, and if it is, are they going to show it in order? No. You're, you're going to get the, like, like, I, like with, like, uh, like, friends and shit, they would do, like, we're going to show this compilation of episodes that are not and can you imagine doing if they did that with like if like game of thrones came out then showed and they random like episodes random game or like best of Tyrion lannister yeah, like succession like all of the roman episodes where it's just like no it doesn't work it does, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that um but yeah so 
Point being, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. When, when it came out, it was just one of those things that, like, I remember when the first time that I watched it, I was like, I have to watch this again mm-hmm. at the very next well, available opportunity. Well, and then I went out and bought it. Yeah. What was so fucking lovely about Shaun of the Dead is it was totally different than anything else that was out at the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, zombies were in their big swing, right? Like, Dawn of the Dead, 28 Days Later. Mm-hmm. It was, like, right in the... But it had such a different outlook on zombies, specifically, that it was just so nice to watch it, like, <laughs> like a good-natured rom-com. Yeah, I mean, that's the best thing about it, is, like, as with any zombie movie, they sort of pick a... They pick a lane mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And... This was very much a lane that had never been picked. Right. Ever. Like, no one did really lighthearted humor. Or if they did, it was, like, very compartmentalized into a very, like, specific subset of the film. Like, Uh the Dawn of the Dead remake, there was that happy sequence Mm -hmm. when they were in the mall where there was some humorous shit in there. But generally speaking, like, humor and, like lightheartedness mm-hmm. isn't something that exists mm-hmm. in zombie films. It's always either horrific or it's cruel. It's cruel humor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's either like action movie intense, highly suspenseful, mm-hmm. or just grossly horrific. Like mm-hmm. those are kind of like your Well, it's like a, I think we talked about this a little bit when we talked about Dawn of the Dead is like zombie movies kind of have a lot to do with what your outlook is on humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of them are humans are bad. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think the outlook with Shauna dead Best is that hot take ever was well, so that we're already, we're already zombies. We're already zombies. Yeah. We're already like shuffling through life yeah. and we have to be active and make active decisions. And for... if you go back and w- if you haven't gone back and rewatched this and you're going to, after this episode, just, in the fr- if in you, if I apologize if I'm mansplaining this to people who already know, but that opening sequence, like Sean's trek through London, and then the next morning trek through London, just how truly well crafted those two sequences are, it it still boggles my. That's brain. what I'm saying. Edgar Wright is so specific specific he's oh. so i think um recently anna kendrick went back and watched a couple scenes where she had a youtube video where she watched scenes from her past movies and she watched a scene from scott pilgrim yeah and she was talking about that like what is that when you push in like real fast uh, it's a cut it's a specific like a specific type of like camera movement where you like push in yeah it's okay okay well, i didn't know if there was another name no, for it i didn't go to film school it's it's pushing a lot of people would just say pushing in. okay you're good you did right okay thanks um and she was like and edgar made me do that over and over and over and over again like you, she, he got the take he wanted yeah um and i can imagine that it's like that and and you know it's not i don't feel like it's the same thing as stanley kubrick's Go it to two hundreds because I need you two hundred takes because I need you to be exhausted. And I'm not getting yeah. what you want. It's like no, this has to line up visually. Perfect. Perfect. This is what I see for this. Yeah. No, you didn't. 
Like, I mean, with Scott Pilgrim, it's like, nope, didn't land in the basket. No, we're not going to CGI it. I want you to throw it you in the throw basket. Throw it in the basket. Sorry. And, but also, the motivation there isn't to elicit exhaustion mm-hmm. from your talent. Mm-hmm. The motive is to get the take, again, that you were talking about, in terms of the timing. Yeah. Like, it's not, you're not giving me the performance I want because you're not tired enough, so let's keep fucking working until you're so drained that you don't want to move. Right. It's, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You're a tenth of a second off. Mm-hmm. And that tenth of a second is everything. Right. And, and his timing is... And you, and you can see it in Shaun of the Dead. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Also, so, just the sheer number of references. Go ahead. Right. No, I was going to... Just for... If you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, which... Pause this episode and go watch the fucking movie. Yeah. It's uh, a birthday present to me. Um, <laughs> but Shaun of the Dead is about a 29-year-old who works in an electronics store named Shaun, who has a girlfriend named Liz that she is frustrated at his uh, lack of progression in his life. He is also frustrated at his lack of progression in his life but refuses to change and he has a roommate named pete and his best friend named ed has been crashing on his couch for the last five years Mm -hmm. and liz has two roommates that are a couple yeah that are and they're sourced it's the funny thing is that all these actors are like they've worked together before or Uh they're sourced from british comedies yes like lucy davis from the office and we've talked about this that Comedic actors are the best for horror because right. horror is timing. Yeah. So. So. Good job, Edgar. Good, good job, Edgar. <laughs> right. And he wrote this with Sean, with Sean with Simon Pegg. Yes. Um, and I think that I mean you know what a wonderful thing to <laughs> to I go know, okay right? like I wrote this with you let's do it yeah um. And, I mean, they have tons of, like, in-jokes from Spaced and from, mm-hmm. like, all kinds of, like... Spaced is a TV show that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost did together. Right. And Edgar Wright, I guess. Didn't, did... he, didn't he work on that a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Um, did you know... <laughs> There's so many stupid things I know about this movie. But uh, one of the stupid things I know about this movie is that they originally approached Helen Mirren to play Barbara. Nice. But she said, no, I want to play Ed. And they were like, what? <laughs> she was like, what? he has all the funniest lines. Why I would you make, I, I want to play Ed. I don't want to play That's dithering amazing. mom. Amazing. Now I just want to see, I mean, I I don't want to change anything about Shaun of the Dead, but I want to see Helen Mirren's take right. on Ed. Right. I think my favorite Nick Frost, uh, Simon Pegg anecdote is... Um, when they lived together mm-hmm. and uh they were super poor mm-hmm. and so they had to share a bed and they 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 cuddled yeah good they, for them yeah and they had this really like and then like when they had money to like not have to do that anymore it was one of the things that they really missed because they had this genuine platonic little cuddle buddy thing that they did to go mm-hmm. to sleep every night and i was just like man y'all really are like best friends true besties besties man. like forever like, that's so fucking cool love those guys yeah okay and also because let's say you also not you but the audience you 
uh, <laughs> enjoy their friendship. This is, I have such good news for you. This is part of a trilogy about their friendship. It is. It's the Cornetto trilogy. The Cornetto trilogy. Um, or, or, as some people have said, the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. That works too. But uh, it's the Cornetto trilogy, right. and uh, in which three movies signify different flavors of Cornetto. Yep. This being strawberry, which um, is, you know, symbolic of blood but also ed uses it as a hangover cure but that's also edgar wright's hangover cure is, is a strawberry, strawberry cornetto. cornetto fuck yes <laughs> wait so is hot fuzz vanilla hot fuzz is chocolate and it's blue and, and world's end is mint and green oh wow weird <laughs> But we're here to talk about this one. Yeah. Sorry. With the zombies. I, I learn new things all the time. I, you know, I love uh, new things. Um, what's your what's your favorite thing in this movie? Uh, I don't know that I have, like, one specific favorite thing. I would say that generally my favorite thing about this movie is its quotability. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, it's one of those movies that I can quote all the time. And no one really, a lot of time, will have any idea what I'm quoting, but it doesn't feel weird to quote it. Yeah. Like, because, like, I can even, like, people will do something that makes me excited, and I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah! And I'm quoting Shaun of, Shaun of the Dead, but I could just be saying fuck yeah in a British accent. Um, right. Just, and they're, they're just, boy, 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 boy. You know, like, there's so many little, like, things that I'm just like, oh, I love these quotes. Every single one of them. There's so many. It's it's just so well written in its dialogue, but also inside of that dialogue, its individual lines are just so very clever. It's it's what what is I think really lovely about the script especially is it is stylized but in such a natural way. Like what you're saying. It's yeah. sty it's stylized for sure. Like they're conversations that don't exactly happen the way that they would or oh oh but that's another thing favorite thing i guess re in reality is because it was like the first thing that i really picked up on even though i didn't pick up on all of them because it's all over the place is the repetition mm -hmm. um so like i said with that opening sequence sean walks through town and then the next morning he walks through town again and it's almost identical except first walk is normal second walk is post-apocalypse mm-hmm they have Sean and Ed have this conversation where they're play Ed's playing video games and they're trying to talk about something, but they're also like he's like you know top left reload that sort of thing. And then in the bar at the end of the movie, the exact not the dialogue, not the conversation that's ancillary to the shooting, mm -hmm. but the shooting dialogue is the same shot for shot, word for word, the same as the first scene. And the more you watch the movie, the more you see those things happen throughout. Throughout, yeah. Um, like Yvonne mm -hmm. and Sean's interactions at the beginning and the end. Yvonne is Sean's friend. Yes. That is his counterpart. She also has... His foil. His foil. She has her life put together. She just bought a place. She, I'm, I'm assuming that her boyfriend, Declan, um, who's played by Martin Freeman. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but hilariously, like... They still, she has the exact same friend group. It's mm -hmm. the exact same setup. Mm -hmm. So it's not like their lives are that different. Right. And I think that's the point. The, yeah. It's, it doesn't the, matter. Well, and, you know, not to say that you shouldn't, 
you know, set your boundaries and ask for what you want in a relationship. But like what Liz wanted was hard for her to articulate in the beginning. And that like she wants more. She wants change. She wants something. But really, she just wants Sean to follow through. Yeah, on so anything. It's not that she wanted to go live in Spain or make tons of money. She, she didn't wanted... even want to go to the place with the fish. Right. For dinner. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to not go to the Winchester. The one Which is also, pub. I would say that if Devin and I had one hiccup with this movie in terms of like, what the fuck? It's... There are more places to eat in London <laughs> than the Winchester <laughs> and the place with the fish. You're in a metropolitan, the major city of England. And you don't have to make reservations. That You couldn't even have... He, you like, could have gone literally anywhere and that's i guess the humor of it is this just how absurd is it that their choices are the winchester pub or full cheese full cheese there are no other places to eat no there are no other options you either get your reservation at full cheese or you go to the winchester. or you go to the winchester that's it they've eaten nowhere else couldn't even make her dinner like at his yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. There was just it's just it's utterly ridiculous, but that's also I mean, part it's, of what makes it wonderful. It's kind of an exaggeration of sometimes what a relationship can feel like is that you you could have at any point fixed it. Fixed this. Yeah. I didn't need this this and this. Yeah. I just wanted you to do something. Yeah. 100%. It's great. <laughs> it's but yeah, the repetition is it's fantastic. Re- it's remarkable. Music great. It's very 2004 and I watching it this past time I definitely realized and I said to Scott like oh yeah there's this all this would have been a lot easier with um modern technology. Oh god yeah. Like there's one cell phone and it's it's Ed's cell phone who is a drug dealer. Right. And that's it. And that's it. And like in order to make a reservation you have to call the restaurant from and the talk phone book. to and talk to the the host mm-hmm. and make the reservation you can't go online and book it on yeah. your smartphone mm-hmm. in two seconds or google places open with open reservation yeah. it's like it's everything is like you you kind of had to know yeah he had to go to a flower shop to pick out flowers yeah. for his mom yeah um bill nye is bill nye's in it and he is truly wonderful truly wonderful yeah there I will say there's a little bit of dicey dialogue from Ed at some points that 100%. doesn't age great, but I think that's kind of the point. You're supposed Ed's, to kind of go. It's kind mm. of a dick. Yeah, you go like straight up. Like, you're not great. No, he's kind of like everyone who t- talks about how awful Ed is in this movie is completely justified. Like Sean's consistent defense of Ed mm-hmm. is. It just speaks to how much he loves him because he puts up with just the worst behavior and the worst treatment from this man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, he's not a great guy. Right. So. He is definitely taking worst. advantage. But, you know, Ed changes too. He does. And he. Turns into a zombie. Okay. Well. <laughs> spoilers. Um, <laughs> this movie's almost 20 years You're 19 old. years late. Ooh. 20 years ago was 1980s. Shut up. <laughs> um, 9-11 really fucked us up yeah. in terms of 
perception of perception. time. Perception. I, I think the double hit, Y2K and 9-11, mm-hmm. really kind of messed up time perception yeah. for our generation. Yeah. This movie is also seen as like a, it, when they study it in the film, the film studies, schools. they cl- group it in as a post-9-11 panic movies. Oh, my God. So, I... I'm having a weird memory lapse moment where I can't remember if this was one of the movies that I watched in high school or if this was a movie that I did not watch until college. Mm. It may have been introduced to me in college because I was not a horror movie fan. Right. I do remember watching it in my childhood home, which Mm -hmm. is why I thought it was high school, but it may have been college that it was introduced and then I watched it a lot after that. It's funny, this movie i because i love it so much i think it's just as important to other people and i'm like i I always get i mean i've grown accustomed to it now but like i don't know years ago i was like flabbergasted whenever i'd be like oh you know like shot of the dead and people would just what are you talking about and i'm like oh my god (laughs) what do you mean it's one of the best movies ever made what are you gonna say i just oh so i i do remember so i did watch this movie i don't remember when it was it was probably at college i watched it once and I did not watch it again for many years mm-hmm. until friends of mine were like, this movie's amazing. Watch it again. You want to know why I never watched it for years? Why? Because of... No. Yeah. Yeah. It was... There is a... What I can see now <laughs> is a hilariously gruesome death <laughs> in this movie. But the first time that I watched it, I was just, I, I was just like... Nope. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's gross. I don't need to see that. And even that death is a reference. And even that death is a reference. It's gnarly. It's all right. Yeah, it's much less impactful now. We have become much more desensitized to the gore Mm -hmm. and horrific nature of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. But uh, in 2004, 2000 seven i guess would have been eight around when i watched it uh, <laughs> it was uh, i mean he got like rip he gets he gets he gets ripped he, you know they, they basically just like using fingers rip open his torso super easy barely an inconvenience yeah and like pull out his guts like they are um like the the, the slimy goo from nickelodeon except it's blood colored instead not the of the gack don't yeah, gack gack yeah it's like they pulled gack blood i think it, a nickelodeon it was called slime just slime yeah but, but there i'm was... glad that you knew the commercially i wanted to say gack but i felt like i would be putting my foot in my mouth by being by sounding really dumb so i'm glad that you not flown no definitely the like you could make like as a science experiment you could make it on your own with like cornstarch and water and food coloring or whatever and it literally made this like slime that was really it would stretch and get very very thin yeah yeah that stuff yeah gack gack yeah Yeah. and it smelled had a very distinct (laughs) you having a moment you having a full sensory oh yeah it's all flooding back man uh but yeah coming back uh, i'm coming back to me now sorry (laughs) liz's male roommate um, David. David has a very brutal death that is it's just, yes that, that left that that scarred my brain 
for a period of time. One of several references to Day of the Dead, of which I have a signed copy from George Romero. Of course you do. <laughs> 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 zombies were my like thing for a long time. Um, which is funny because zombies, I did like zombies. So I think I did watch Shaun of the Dead being like, I love zombie movies. And mm-hmm. then that happened and I was like, oh, no. Took me out. Never again. Can't do it. Yeah. But now you've. I, I love it. How could you? It's... How could you? How could you? Deny myself. Deny yourself the pleasure of Sean of the Dead. I think there was actually a period of time where I actually watched this movie, but just like. Skipped. Either turned it off or skipped at that point. So like I've seen this, the end of this movie less than I've seen the rest of it, which is. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. That's ridiculous. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't deny it. I don't deny it. Um, yeah, I. No, I just fucking love this movie so much. It's so sweet and emotional. And the acting is great. Yeah. Like across the board. Simon Pegg delivers a really great performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this, too, where it's like uh, the the. The bathos of it mm-hmm. just being. Explain that. Okay. Not a lot of people di- deep dive into shit okay. like that. So, so bathos is uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up, but basically it's like going out of your way to make something that isn't humorous humorous for the sake of laughter. It's making it stupid to break the tension. Yeah. With with humor. Yeah. So like. Thor Ragnarok was like 70% bathos, uh-huh. you know? Um, and the interesting thing about how it's handled in this movie uh, is that it's, it's all for us. Yeah. It's not for no one in the movie is telling a joke. No. All of the humor is for us, the audience. Right. So no one in the movies, the tension for the characters is never broken. Mm-hmm. The tension for us is broken, but no one in the film gets that relief. It's a it's a really artful way to deal with the scenarios in which they exist in Shaun of the Dead um, while not being too heavy handed and overindulgent. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really rides a perfect little line balance of like, this is really emotional and I used to cry when I watched it at certain moments, just like Sean's mom mm-hmm. and like at the end with Ed and stuff like that. Um, now I don't. I've seen it, oh my God, uh, 300 fucking times. Yeah. But like, I can respect that like this is, this is a serious moment. But like, yeah, there'll be a humorous thing for the audience there that it's just for us to have like a second to. <sighs> yeah, because it is when you think about it, it's very intense. Mm hmm. Like, what these people are going through is incredibly intense. And it's so consistent. Like, everyone's so in it Mm -hmm. and so invested. It's just lovely. There's not a moment wasted either. No. There's not a second of this movie that I'm like, do you really need that? No. No. And I feel like that's consistent with 95% of Edgar Wright's movies. Yeah. I can't think of a I think I can't think of something that 
doesn't have an economy of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Baby Driver. That's what I was going to say. Maybe Baby mm-hmm. Driver. But even then... Uh, and I only saw Baby Driver like twice. So mm-hmm. I feel like upon if I were to rewatch it a few times, again, mm-hmm. excess. Mm-hmm. Too many options. Mm-hmm. So I... I watched it once. I loved it. I rewatched it once for just enjoyment purposes. And I haven't been back. And I should. I should. Do you think maybe, <laughs> just to like talk about Edgar Wright for a second, do you think maybe that Baby Driver's failings were the mostly American cast? Um... Because, like, sure, there are Americans in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. But it's set in Canada. And it's mostly Canadians. It's mostly Canadians who are notoriously very funny people. Yeah. Jim Carrey, Ryan Reynolds, James Vanderbeek. (laughs) Scott Pilgrim. What's his name? Mike Mike Sarah. Sarah. Um, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Um, But in Baby Driver, you had like Ansel Elgort, Kevin Spacey, John Hamm. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. No, I I think that well maybe Americans kind of do suck at timing a lot in film. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a it's a curse. Mm-hmm. Americans are good at a lot of things in film. Timing is not one of them. Wow! <laughs> I was trying to get my timing right. Did you get it? I, I did. did you get I, it? I, I... <laughs> I told you a joke. She's asking you. <laughs> They can see. <laughs> no, but um, it's possible. I think also Baby Driver is one of those movies that could do with a few watches to really absorb what's actually happening. Because mm-hmm. it is definitely um, different in terms of its method of storytelling and how it deals with it. Maybe it's just because it's so toned down. Yeah. It was like everything else. Scott Pilgrim, Last Night in Soho. Loud. Loud. Bright. Moving. Like, and like, not to say that there isn't movement yeah. in Baby Driver, but it's kind of like, it's American. Yeah. It's American. It is. It is very American. But yeah. Shaun of the Dead, Shaun though. Shaun of the Dead, though. <laughs> um, what else can we say about this fucking movie there's so much to say hang on let's think about it okay because like (laughs) and then they sat in silence for 20 minutes um no i we just watched it we Um, we literally just watched it we got up and we went to the mics (laughs) yeah it's Warm. (laughs) (laughs) Kind. I mean, I'm just like trying to like run through the movie in my brain and it's all happening too fast and therefore it's like I'm shutting down. Um, I think it's just all all around just really well. Like it's just well written, well edited, well shot. Mm -hmm. Like this... It's what you were talking about, you know, he getting those exact takes to get that exact timing for the editing. Because especially with something, you'll notice it throughout the entire Cornetto trilogy, the, I forget what they call it, 
but it's these very you'll have like 12 cuts in three seconds mm-hmm. um for for nothing mm-hmm. you know getting into a car mm-hmm. will be eight cuts mm-hmm. and it's just like door shut other door shut seat belt keys turn engine starts hit the gas pedal and then we're off and the the jump cutting montage stops but like it's all so specific and there's such a rhythm to it that you can't not admire it it's so clever and it's not even that it's original like he stole that from mm-hmm. action movies mm-hmm. and how they cut things and it's and it's also not that he's making fun of it no he's just applying it to things that you wouldn't think to apply it to right and it's the juxtaposition is that's the joy of the ordinary it's yes. the the, yes. the you know like no sean is not an action hero by no. any stretch of the imagination no but he is the hero in this movie so why would you not frame his actions as the actions of an action hero that's fair that's fair it's just like and we just talked about evil dead how ash is not a hero in the first evil dead movie no but he becomes one out of necessity out of necessity yeah like and you could venture to say that sean would not nearly would not have stepped up if liz wasn't in the picture oh yeah he definitely would have just sat in his place and probably died to pete mm-hmm. in it, the bathroom in the bathroom really surprised that he did he was in that bathroom so here hear me out okay pete to this is the actor's name um but they only call him pete gets a bite on his hand <laughs> and turns while he's preparing to get, to get in the, the shower. shower because if it was during the shower the water would, the water would be on um, or would it because it's also been established that these zombies don't use the said word um they have a memory yes they do they so have they the will, core functions like subconscious like kind of bill nye doesn't like loud music even when he's a zombie mm-hmm. ed still plays video games as a zombie but if he if he was just on autopilot, he would have gotten in there in his pajamas or in his clothes or something. I mean, yeah. None of the zombies like take off their clothes yeah, that he's we see. Totally naked. He is totally nude. So for the sake of for the sake of this conversation. He turned when getting into the shower. Meaning he was up there in that shower all for, night. For a while. Yeah. Or I guess from yeah, for however long it was. Um and Sean, before they leave to go get Liz and Sean's mom, yeah. which also I was like, does nobody else have parents that they care about? Like, I would be like, okay, Sean, why are your parents the only parents that matter? <laughs> maybe none of the others live in London. Oh, maybe. That's sad. Sad for them. Um, yeah. Like, maybe, like, Ed, I doubt that Ed is still in touch with his parents. Let's no. be real. Yeah. Pete's dead. Pete's dead. We could talk about Liz's parents, but maybe they live in Northern England. Maybe. And David and is it Diane. Diane. I was going to say Donna. Uh, <laughs> David and Diane. Uh, but Pete in the shower for a long time. For a long time. Sean goes up there, takes piss, 
washes yeah. his hands. Yeah. Stands in the mirror and takes off his name tag because they just killed Mary because she had a name tag. Uh-huh. And, or they didn't kill her. They just like. They, they, they deaded her when she was undead. Right. Yes. Thank you. I'm like, what words? So he's in there for, let's say, two to five, maybe six minutes. Uh-huh. And David's just, or no. Pete is just standing. So here's the other really great thing. When they were dealing with Mary, Ed was like, there's a girl in the garden. Mm-hmm. In the garden, there's a girl. And they go out there and they try and get her attention. And mm-hmm. they yell at her and they yell at her. And then he throws the, it's not until they throw something at her that she turns around. I think that Pete didn't even really, for lack of a better way of putting it, activate I don't think he activated when Sean opened the shower curtain and saw him there and then he closed it again. I think he activated when they when he told Pete that they were taking his car. Oh my god. Because Sean's like, "We're taking your car." And that's when Pete's hand shoots out of the shower. And I think that literally it was Sean being like, "We're taking your car." And Pete's like, "No." That's a wonderful theory. And that... Pete was like, "Absolutely Never. not." Never. You will not get to use my car. You will not car. drive my car. I do not like that. Do not approve. Do not approve. 0 out of 10. Yeah. That's a great theory that I hadn't thought about. Is yeah. that all of them are functioning on like the minimal function. Yeah, of especially a when they're like not um like when they're essentially dormant, like they haven't had any sort of stimuli mm-hmm. in a while, they sort of go dormant until something is like this mm-hmm. wake up deal with this mm-hmm. oh um, real yeah oh beautiful <laughs> well also i mean like later when they're shuffling to the winchester the group of the group of their survivors that are their group um they pretty much get to the winchester through a huge crowd right fine yeah like it isn't until ed takes the call and Sean blows his lid Mm -hmm. that they really get the attention of them. And would you say that that's a break from like social etiquette in London? The really loud cell phone ringing and yelling at somebody on the street. Yeah, losing that stiff upper lip Mm. and that in a crowd Mm. in a a public area. Okay, here's a here's a question (laughs) I have about this movie. Um, So. What, before they go on this long shuffly walk to the Winchester, they hop a bunch of garden fences, which is the thing that gets referenced in the whole Cornetto trilogy. Yep. Um, you never taken a shortcut before. But in the midst of that, Barbara, Sean's mom, um, f- uh, interacts with a zombie that I think she thinks is her friend Derek. Um, and when we find her after getting bitten, she's laying on the grass face uh-huh. down. No zombie to be found. Nope. And then zombie comes and from like puts, 10 feet away. And puts Sean through a fence. So how... How did that happen? How did that happen? So the movie can happen. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not ask too many questions. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I don't think that that one was... I think that's one of those... Uh, yeah, so literally so that the event can happen, play out the way that it did. With kindness. Yeah. Because I think otherwise... It would have been cruel to the characters. Yeah. Because Sean would have hopped over the fence and Mom would have been being eaten. 
Also, also, here's another reason I love this movie. First of all, Yvonne sh shaves, saves Sean and Liz at yes. the end because yes. she had the proper plan. Um, Shows up with the gallery. But this movie, in comparison to most zombie movies, especially at the time, is very fair, if not kind, to women. Oh, yeah. Like... You 28 days later, there's the whole dress thing and the mansion and like the soldiers and shit that like, we don't need to get into that. That's not what this movie is. This movie is wonderful. And I think that's another reason I love this movie so much is it's so, it treats women with equality across the board. Yes. Like, Sean is a fuck up, so he's going to the pub, which is a ridiculous idea. Yeah. Um, and Yvonne takes her group and goes to the military. Yep. And then it's like, I'm going to go save my friends at this pub. They're in the Winchester. They're in the Winchester. They Surely they will still be there. Yeah. And they were. Yeah. But like. Also, just quick side note on all of this. Dogs can look up. Dogs can look up. That is true. They that can. is a true fact. They can look up. Big Al is wrong. Big Al is wrong. He was right about the Winchester gun. But dogs can look up. Dogs can look up. Um, final thoughts. Let's do final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Because we, I feel like we can talk in circles about oh, the absolutely. tiny little things that we Yeah, no, so uh, one thing I wanted to point out is that the ending of this movie, I feel like, again, in terms of being kind, is referencing, I don't know what zombie movie it is, but basically everyone survives, but then the military shows up and mows down all the survivors. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, thank God, the military's here. It happens in a lot of zombies. And movies. then they just shoot all of them. Yeah. And that, you think there's a part of you that's like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. um, but then Yvonne shows up and it's like, oh, okay. We're good. Everybody's everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. Um, and the military, another, contrary to most other zombie movies, they handle it like so in well. a day. Yeah. They have one, they, they even call it Z-Day. Z-Day. The zombie outbreak happened on one, day. one day. And they were like, absolutely not. Mow them down. Mow them down. this shit. Okay, okay. I know I said final thoughts, but here's I also here's have another thought. here's an existential crisis I'm in right now. Based on the retaining of brain function, yeah, in the zombies. zombies, yeah. What is the ethics on killing them? So that actually was going to be my <laughs> next thought as well. Adjacent is the they have the montage of flipping through the TV stations uh -huh. and all of the zombies that they did not kill functioning uh -huh. in society uh -huh. doing things like putting away grocery carts or in more exploitative ways making them chase meat do yeah do things that they are incapable of doing and taking bets uh-huh um yeah i think the ethics get a little complicated it's a little it's a little gray and you see at the end of the movie ed is a zombie and Sean keeps him in the shed. Which is what was dictated at the beginning of the movie by Pete. Uh-huh. You want to live like an animal, go live in the shed. You also, another up. thing to pay attention to when you're rewatching the film is anything that anyone says about, tell, not anything. Most things you will see people say about another character's fate will come true. Mm -hmm. Pete tells Sean to sort his life out. He sorts his life out. He tells Ed to go live in the shed. Ed ends up living in the shed as a zombie. Sean tells the little kid playing soccer that he's dead. He's dead the next day. 
If you want to join us, we'll be at the pub. If you want to join us, we'll be at the pub. Pete shows up at the pub. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's it's all over the place. No loose ends. Yeah. Pay attention. It's very, very fun. Um, But, but yes, while the they're ethics... sitting there playing that game, Ed kind of leans over like... And tries to... And, oh, and and Sh- and Sean just has to be like, "Hey, man, what the fuck?" And he's like, oh, "Okay, my bad." And, and I'm they like, "Go back to playing video games." So you, it, you could theoretically just talk to a zombie. So we could get real for a second, and I could break down some threshold theory for you. Okay. So <laughs> threshold theory is a psychological theory of like you have a a room full of people surrounding one person and. That person is supposed to receive the punishment of being stoned Mm -hmm. to death. And most humans in that room have a very high threshold for throwing a rock at someone, meaning they won't. Mm -hmm. But, and I'll get to what that means in a second, but in that room, if you have enough people in it, if the population is high enough, there, there is a very high probability that there will be one person in that room who has a threshold of zero, meaning... They don't need to see anyone else throw a stone before they're cool throwing a stone. And if there's one person with threshold zero, there's an even higher probability that one or more people in that room have a threshold of one. And anyone who has a threshold of one, as soon as that threshold zero person throws a stone, they're all cool throwing a stone because one person did it. And there are even more people with a threshold of two, three, four, so on, until eventually everybody's cool throwing a rock. Mm -hmm. My thought process there is that handling zombies as individuals in this scenario can be reasoned with mm-hmm. and you can connect to them on a personal emotional level where mm-hmm. they can recognize behavior and course correct kind of like with dogs where you can it's easier to deal with a dog one on one but when you have a pack of dogs if one dog starts chasing something and then all of the dogs start chasing, they all sort of feed off of each other's intensity and they become much harder to corral and control and, you know, dealt with. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of a populace of zombies, it would be much harder to, if one of them was like, food, they all go, food, and it's much harder to look at all of them and connect with each of them and be like, hey, no, right. don't do that. Right. And I think that's, so there you go. Threshold theory. It's a very, I find it fascinating. It explains a lot of social behaviors in today's world because we are so densely populated and people are doing a lot more messed up things. That is fascinating. Yeah. I won't tell you why I know that. Ominous. (laughs) It's depressing. Welcome to Spooky Saturday. (laughs) Scott says spooky things out of nowhere. I thought I was the horror master. I was wrong all along. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's amazing. Yeah, threshold theory. So let's we'll put a we'll put a pin in that. We'll talk yeah. about the sad things off air. Um, hundred percent. Because this is a happy movie. It's a happy movie. It's Full a happy love. Saturday. Happy Saturday is my birthday. Happy birthday. It's my birthday. Happy movie. Happy Saturday. Happy I, birthday. I'm officially a Hobbit adult. I've reached Hobbit adulthood. Is it your 170th birthday? No, it's my... I know, it's joking. Okay. It's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, I am. It's my 170th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) You can see I wipe my hand over my mouth. Um, Yeah. 33. Yes. 
my Jesus year, but fuck that. It's my Hobbit. Hobbit. I'm a Hobbit adult now. You're a Hobbit adult. And you know what? I think they're I think they're onto something. I think yeah, I didn't full brain development. Well, yeah. Like I didn't feel like an adult until this year. So Yeah. Good job. I'm a hobbit. Good adulting. I'm gonna go wax my feet. Happy um, happy adulting. Happy adulting. Millennials. Woo! Woo! No, I think um you should if you haven't seen this movie, you should. Absolutely. Ten out of ten. There's nothing it's on Peacock right now. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm sure you could find it anywhere if Any, you really yeah. wanted to. You could rent or buy it on any streaming service. It's really doing yourself a favor. Like, I mean, it's a little gory, but like... Only a little bit. Only a little bit. There's a lot of blood, but I don't think there's a lot of... None of it's real. Like, that's the big thing is like going back, even David's death, when you watch it, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it's it sounds graphic but they they rip his stomach open mm-hmm. and then his head and limbs just fall off yeah just like pop off like the zombies just yank them off like he's an action figure yeah like it's not it it's not real it's not real it's utterly absurd and ridiculous and so if you can put yourself in a headspace to laugh at it instead mm-hmm. of taking it seriously you will see how truly absurd it all is and it's a damn good time it's a damn good time it's a slice of fried gold it's a slice of fried gold yeah boy <laughs> okay that's yeah, it it's that's my birthday it. i just want to talk about something nice for my birthday but hey i have something to say Devin. oh god okay happy birthday oh my god thank you <laughs> it's my birthday um yeah so we'll be back on track with the kitwaku next week with our giant snake and um anaconda moment yeah um i think we talked about that on it all these episodes are all higgledy piggledy um they're it's a collage of (laughs) so exciting (laughs) so exciting um but yeah it's a thank you thank you for being here with us on this saturday before my birthday because my birthday is lame and on a thursday this year boo um nerd (laughs) fuck off (laughs) um Thank you so much for spending your Saturday with us. Scott, do you have any, any, any last thoughts? No, I really think we've covered it. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I also think that. And I was like, I don't know what else you're going to bring up, but I'm going to give you the opportunity no. to speak. Because we are, a gem. we are here for equality on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so check us out on Instagram at Spooky Saturday. If you want to see more of these just like random one-off movies, um, let us know yeah. uh, if you want us to keep going on the Kitwaku. Doesn't matter; it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Um, that train is not stopping. It is not stopping. It is nope. Don't tell that joke. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> mind the gap. Um, yeah, Saturday is my favorite day, and I hope that it is slowly, if not surely, becoming one of your favorite days. Uh, stay safe, stay hydrated, and as always, stay spooky, everybody. I will see you next. It's almost, (laughs) I can't talk for, I can't draw that out for another minute and a half. Saturday. Nope, it's not. Oh, you need a whole nother minute. Yeah, you need a whole nother minute. Okay, bye. (laughs)